It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> there is a bomb! Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la You found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together they worked a young team to the top. And now a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground. Your premier gaming destination. It's gonna be sick. Marinero, it's 10.01 on this Tuesday, February 27. The Montreal Canadiens, well, they did exactly what I thought they were going to do. They played Samuel Montembeau and they won the game. This is what I told them not to do. This is what I told them not to do. But no, no one listens to me. The Canadiens beat the Coyotes by a score of 4-2. to two. And you know what? When you're hosting a show out of Montreal, most often than not, you would probably be happy that the Canadians won. Well, tonight I'm not happy, and you're going to find out why over the next hour. I, You know, I hate to be this guy who's not in a good mood and stuff like that. For the most part, I think my mood and my attitude has been exemplary. But I think tonight I'm going to absolutely lose it. Call your friends, call your father, your mother, your sister, your brother, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, your grandmother, your grandfather, everyone, all of your friends. Tell them to tune in on YouTube Live right now because Marinaro is on the verge of having a nervous breakdown. He's about to lose it. I actually text my doctor. I told him to get me some Activan, and I'm probably going to pass by the office tomorrow. I need some Activan right now to calm me down because I'm about to lose my... <clears throat> I'm about to, it's a podcast. I don't have a boss. I'm about to lose my shit right now. All right. Max LaPierre, former Montreal Canadian, will join me. He's the voice of reason. So they say he's probably going to try and calm me down, but I don't think I'm going to be able to be calmed down tonight because what I saw tonight was the definition of just lunacy, stupidity. You call it whatever you want. I didn't agree with what they did. Sick podcast brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, a leading 
full-service logistics provider serving all of North America, driven to be different. I love those guys. Also brought to you by the guys behind me, this fridge. You see the fridge? Le Petit Bia. I'm going to have about 10 of them right now, I think. Brewed in Quebec, the winner of a dozen international awards. La Beta TB offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Beta TB, embrace your true nature. Also brought to you in part by Playground. Discover a world of luxury at Playground. Explore the new 30,000 square foot expansion with thrilling games, gourmet dining, and live entertainment located just over the Mercy Bridge. Only minutes from downtown Montreal Playground. Playground experience the strip without the trip. As a matter of fact, as soon as this podcast is over, give or take in about an hour from now, I think I'm going to make my way to Ganawage, and I think I'm going to go to Playground, and I'm going to go to one of the cash tables, and I'm just going to get lost in a game of Texas Hold'em. Also brought to you part by Accent Insurance Solutions. Accent doesn't sell insurance. They shop insurance for you to find the right product right on the money, whatever your insurance needs, home, automobile, or business. It's funny. Because when I see their phone number, I think of my buddy, Sergio Momesso. Their number to call is 363-3636. But very unfortunately for Axon, I'm in no laughing mood right now. Maxim LaPierre, bring him up. What's going on with you? What's going on, my friend? I said it earlier today at BPM Sports Radio. I was on with George Larac and Stefan Gonzalez. I said it earlier this evening with Jean-Charles Lajoie. I was on GC at TVA. I wanted them to lose this game. <laughs> they were one point ahead of the Arizona Coyotes. Arizona having a game in hand. This was a four-point game, even though four-point games usually don't exist when East plays West, West plays East. But this was a – you know what this reminded me of? This reminded me of last season. Connor Bedard is available. He is a generational talent. He is going to go number one in the draft. And even though being at the bottom doesn't guarantee picking first overall – because Chicago was third last and they ended up winning the lottery. It worked out for the Canadians a couple of years ago where they finished last and they got the first pick. The Canadians needed to lose this game tonight in order to win in the future. For me anyway, doesn't you still have to pick the right player. I get it. But why don't you put yourself in that position? Why don't you put the chances on your side? What am I getting at? Who's the goalie who gives you a best chance to win? Montembeau. Who was the goalie last year who gave you the best chance to win? Montembeau. Montembeau last year stood on his head and went to steal about seven or eight points the Canadians shouldn't have had if they would have played another goalie. If they don't play Montembeau tonight, they lose this hockey game tonight. What do they do? In a game they have to lose, they play the goalie because they have the best chance to win. What had to happen, happened. He stopped 36 of 38. He did exactly what I told you he was going to do. He stole the game. No one listens to me. Go ahead, Max. Take me out of my misery. <laughs> there, I have so many points right now. I know you're mad, and go obviously ahead, that, that that's the normal reaction when you want your team to to draft uh, in the top five. And we all know it's a tough season and all that. But I think that's impossible. And one thing that makes me mad, and you're mad right now, but what makes me mad is people that think that teams are gonna tank on purpose. You know, we we have been hearing about tanking, tanking team. I understand that you have GMs in the league that gives you a shitty team on the ice and there's a tough it's tough to win some hockey games but you're not going to ask a guy like David Savard not to block shots. He doesn't care where he's going where the Canadians are picking this year. You know, guys have careers, guys they want to play for themselves. Every single guy on the ice is a business. They don't care if they if we draft top five. you know, Tony, they're not going to go and say, "Well, I'm not going to play well." And that's that's the first point. Second point for me is, do you prefer that yeah. multiple goals and still a game against the Colorado Avalanche? I, no, I prefer well, not. But, but I'm not no, upset. I, 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 I agree with. Yeah, but I prefer that multiple is in net tonight 
and just win a game that you're supposed to win at home against the 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 Coyotes. They're not a good team. I prefer that than you put Montembeau in net against the Boston Bruins and he makes 45 saves and we just stole a game that we're not supposed to win. That would make me mad. No? I would have liked to have seen Caden Primo tonight. They would have lost with all due respect to Caden, by the way. And if they wanted to play Montembeau on Thursday night in Florida, uh, I still think Florida would have won the game because of the way they're going. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. You're right. Players don't tank. We know that. It's true. Do they take the pedal off the metal at one point if they have a long-term contract and the season is over? And are they thinking of their vacation and their golf game? I think some players, depending on their character or lack thereof, because some have less character than others, some will probably have that kind of attitude, okay? I'm upset tonight with Gorton and Hughes. How often have you heard me say I'm upset with Gorton and Hughes? It hasn't happened very often. I know Marty St. Louis wanted to win that game tonight. I know that he's a competitor and he wants to win absolutely everything. He even wants to win practices if that exists. He had lost five games in a row. He was going up against a team that was 0-10-2 in their last 12. He was at home in front of his fans. He wanted to win this one because he wanted to stop the bleeding. I'm upset that Gordon Hughes didn't put their foot down and say, listen, Marty, we understand you're the coach and at no point have we told you how to coach, but we did tell you to go with a three-goalie system this year for several reasons, and tonight we're going to play that card of the three-goalie system. Uh, we'd like for you to play Caden Primo. Even if lie to the guy, tell him you're shopping Primo. It doesn't matter. He won't know. Just play Primo. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. They have, I think for goalies... I would make they, it work like that. Yeah, but I think they already have the schedule. I'm sure they know who's in that when until the end of the season. You know, like they have what decision do they have to make with the, the goalies right now? They don't like they don't need to protect anyone from being in top shape for a big game that's going to get you in the playoffs. They just have their schedule and they, they're going to go with Primo next game. And then it's going to be whoever is on the schedule. That's it. It's that simple. And Tony, like you're, you're mentioning veterans right now. And you're right on that point. I think that's a problem right now to with the competition level is you look at the contract situation with the Canadians and. Everybody is in a comfortable position. You know, there's there's three guys that need a contract next year. That's it. And they're like, I don't want to take anything away from them, but they're guys like um, Yulinen. They're guys that don't really have an impact on the game. So if you have a veteran, th trust me, if a guy like Josh Anderson was on his last year of his contract, he would be a different player on the ice. I can guarantee you that. Oh, that I can guarantee you for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, hurts that the team. That hurts the team the right type now. Of players you don't give long-term contracts to, right? The players who decide to turn it off and turn it on and turn it off, you know, they decide to turn it on within a year, year and a half of their contract. And then once they get the contract, it's off for, uh, you know, the next three, four, five years, whatever it is. And then they turn it back on when they're within a year, year and a half of their contract. Anyway, we have a lot to talk about during the yep. game. We're going to talk about the accent insurance moment of the game. You know what? We can get to it right away. The accent insurance moment of the game. You want to know when it happened? I'll tell yep. you. Accent insurance moment of the game. The accent insurance moment of this hockey game, there were a couple, one of which was the Montreal Canadiens taking a 2-0 lead and getting goals from unusual suspects. Armia to put the Canadiens up 1-0, Jordan Harris to put the Canadiens up 2-0. They regained that two-goal lead by another unusual suspect, Tanner Pearson. So all the unusual suspects scored goals tonight, with the exception, of course, of Nick Suzuki, who's not an unusual suspect, and he put the nail in the coffin with the 4-2 goal. But I'm going to say 
that the Montreal Canadiens got off to a 2-0 lead and Samuel Montembeau playing in this hockey game tonight. That was the accent solution moments of the game for me. All right, we're also going to take your phone calls tonight during the program at one 585 1-888-585-7425. All right, okay. Joshua Roy, and I told you this... Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. On La Poche Bleue, which yeah. is your podcast, La Tavernaki, which is a segment that you have within your podcast, which usually, by the way, goes on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. unless the Canadians are playing and then usually do it on a Tuesday or a Thursday. But anyway, long story short, when was it? About a week or two ago, we were yeah. about 8,000 people on your podcast at the same time. And one of the things I told Eric Belanger, I said to him, Joshua Roy, this kid has something. You yeah. won't put up the points that he put up by fluke. This kid has offensive instincts. He's got ability. He's got passion. He's got passing ability. He's got hockey IQ. And okay, maybe he's not the quickest skater, but he makes up for it with a very, very intelligent hockey mind. And he has shown me some grit over the last couple of weeks that some probably didn't think he had. Max, if the Montreal Canadiens in an ideal world need two wingers for the second line next year, they might just need one. Because if they can develop this kid and do some of the work that they did with Slavkovsky and others, I think Joshua Roy is a top six in the National Hockey League for a very long time. Yeah, he com lately he competes, and I like to see that from a young guy. And I have an issue with something right now, though I'm looking at his ice time, and you know, tonight he played 12-36. That's not enough for me. Like even like a guy like Ilanen played 848. I, I want the, the young guys on the ice. We know, you remember a few weeks ago we talked about Jackai. Like Jackai tonight, yeah. 1733. That's okay. That's a little better. Like it's not 12 minutes. You need to see those guys. Like Jackai is confident right now. Same thing with Roy uh, Roy. I think he's gonna if he plays 15 minutes, that would be perfect for me. Like a little more power play ice time. And you're talking about the lines next year. And I know right now this is an unbelievable line with Slavkowski, Suzuki, and Caulfield. But let's go back in time. The first center that helped Slavkowski play the weekend play on the ice was Kirby Duck. You remember? Yes. He had a good stretch. He was playing really well with him. So I'm wondering if that's not the plan for next year, to have Slavkowski, Duck, uh, Roy, and then Suzuki Caulfield with a free agent that could could play on the first line. You know, like Then you have two great lines, and you're starting to go in the right direction. I know like people, like we're... We have a yeah. good first line right now, but 
things change. Like you need to balance. You want if you want to make the playoffs, if you want to go far in the playoffs, you you don't need okay. one line. You need to be good on two, three, four lines. Okay, but I don't think it's a free agent that's coming in if they go out and get a player. And I'm going to tell you why. Can Who be RFA too. The books. Uh, it could be an RFA. You're right about that. But it can also be a trade a la Doc and a la Newhook where the Canadians 100%. have one gazillion draft picks. And that's the way I think it's going to go down in the next year, Max. I don't mm -hmm. think the Canadians are in a position right now to sign an unrestricted free agent, nor do I think an unrestricted free agent would want to come to the Montreal Canadiens right now who would be missing the playoffs by a ton of points in a rebuilding team. The way I think it's going to go down, and by the way, who are they going to get rid of that's going to open up some cap room? Jake Allen might not get traded this season. Uh, David Savard might not get traded this season. Armia might not get traded this season. Uh, you know, the only guy who's probably got a chance of finding a team maybe last year of his contract is Tanner Pearson, or else they're going to end up losing him for nothing. So I, I think what can happen is a trade. Um, I think what can happen is... Now, you talked about Slavkowski, all right? We knew that he couldn't keep on playing the way he was playing in the last three or four weeks where... My God, he was he was in the conversation of some of the hottest players in the National Hockey League, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was, he was the best player on this team for three or four weeks. Yeah. It's a couple of games now where he doesn't quite have the same confidence. He doesn't quite make the same passes. He doesn't quite make the same plays. Uh, the goal that Arizona uh, scored to make it 2-1, I don't blame Slavkowski on the play, by the way, but Moser... Uh, takes the puck in. He goes to the back of the net. He banks it off of the back of the net. There's a mistake there. Matheson's on him, and for whatever reason, Gouley jumps on him too. So both defensemen jump on the same player, and then Kerfoot is faster to the puck than Slavkowski, and he's just able to 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 jam it home and to tuck it in. Yeah. Uh, Slavkowski, a couple of penalties, not the same shot, not the same passing. It's a couple of games he's off. Are you seeing anything as to why he's off all of a sudden? Well, I, honestly, I think that's just normal for a young guy in the NHL. He had good moments. Perfect. Now it's time to go back to the basics and just play the way he was playing before he had the, the hot stretch with points and goals and all that. But if my uh, if I'm right, I think that all three of them were hurt a few few games ago, right? I think they took the morning skates off. I think they're starting yeah, therapy to be day. therapy yeah. day. Correct. So I think they're banged up a little bit, and that's normal. You're already you're a young guy in the NHL. You you need every single little percentage of energy and positive to be able to have success. If you're banged up a little bit, well, obviously your your game is going to suffer a little bit from it. But like I'm watching the game tonight, there's nothing dramatic. You know, it's just a normal game. It's not like a poor game, and it's not a good game. It's just it was okay like it was decent and you're you're playing a team that's shooting like how many attempts did they have tonight the the uh, arizona like 72 shot attempts like no 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 i think i think i heard on television they say in the last minute of play it was 82 well exactly so you can't really do anything with that you're just in your zone getting outshot <laughs> hey good thing you asked for to have multiple in that tonight like that was a good idea you had tony Montabo was no, no, solid. No, no, I did not ask for Montabo. No, you know what? That was good. I, I, I got to tell you something. I just, I had a feeling that Montabo was going to play a big one tonight. I did. It's like, you know, I had this dream last night, which seemed more like a nightmare, right? Here we are. You know, I, 
you know, they say the Montreal Canadiens have the most intelligent fans in the world, okay? So yeah. what I'm thinking of is I'm thinking of, uh, you know, June in Vegas, the NHL draft, the Canadians finishing last in the East, the Canadians end up winning the lottery, the Canadians end up having, I don't know, the second pick or whatever because they were able to, uh, you know, move down with the lottery and stuff like that. And then I can imagine the excitement, all right? Or who knows, who knows, you know what, uh, maybe even a first, and then you end up getting, who knows, a Celebrini, or you end up getting a Demidov, or you end up getting a, you know, a, one of those guys, right? Yeah. And um, and so I'm imagining that, and I'm imagining all the hype and all the buzz, and then the next 10 years, and then the Canadians that are either going to build down the middle, or the Canadians are finally going to have elite talent, and then the Canadians are going to go far for five or six years. No, what does this fan base do? They're not going to make the playoffs. They're not even going to come close. They win a meaningless game versus Arizona. They now have three points up on Arizona. They're probably going to finish ahead of Arizona at the end of the season because of this win in such a stupid game. And what does this fan base do? With six minutes left, they start saying, Ole, 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 ole. Then what's the song that they were singing at the end of the game? To what's, what is that song there? That Canadian song. More, ale, more, ale, ale, more, yeah, and then the second you... that one's over. Jean Abitai kicks in. Can je tire mon quartier après l'école en joyeux hockey? Je me prenais pour le rocket. Le gros billet. Prenais pour le billet. You can't control that. Tony, you can't control what's going to happen during a hockey game. I can't, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. Well, like, what, what are these? What are these fans doing? Like, what? Are, what are they doing? They're enjoying the nice evening they had, Tony. Like, what? What are they going to do? They're going to go to the game hoping to lose the game. They paid a lot of money for the tickets. They probably there with their kids. They want to see the guys score goal. No, a loss tonight is a win for the next five years. Yeah, but Tony, what don't people understand? You can't control that. It's impossible. You can't control that. Control. Yes, you can. No, that yes, doesn't you mean you don't, that... Montem- you don't put Montembeau in goal tonight. You don't win. Do you know how many how many good games Primo had at home? It wasn't happening tonight. Uh, well, it doesn't work like that, Tony. And the next thing, like if yeah. it makes you feel better. The Canadians have the toughest schedule until the end of the, the season in the whole NHL. They're that's starting true. starting now. It's going to be a tough one, a really yeah, tough that's one. That's true. And that don't forget. Okay. The other thing I want you to think about, and we're going to go division by division right now. Like, let's yeah. say the, the teams in the bottom, normally, like Anaheim and San Jose and Chicago, they're going to play each other a few times. You know, they can, they, they all see each other. They're in the same conference. They're going to play each other. So, Someone's going to get two points and go up. Columbus, I, you know, Columbus for me is a wild yeah, card. But, but like, Montreal's not going to finish bottom three. No chance. Chicago, no, San no, no, Jose, no. I, I, think, yeah. I think they have a, a legit chance to finish bottom five. I see Ottawa catching up. They have three games in hand, so that's, that's a done deal. I think Ottawa is going to catch Montreal. So then you have the bottom six, which is Chicago, San Jose, Anaheim. So no chance these two teams are going to move from there unless there's no a miracle. Chance. Then it's Columbus, no Arizona, Montreal, okay? Montreal yeah. has the toughest schedule. 
Montreal has probably the toughest division. So, and they got they got game in the hands. Like Columbus got two games, Arizona's got one game. I think for sure the Canadians are bottom six and probably bottom five. And it doesn't matter to me. Like there's been some good picks at number five, six, seven, eight, nine. Just I think Kel McCarr was a number five, if my mem memory is right. Like it, you number never four. know. McCarr was four. Well, four exactly. So just do your own works, draft a good player, and go from there. This guy that we're gonna draft normally is not is not gonna help the team right away. Like we're not gonna win with that pick right away, unless unless it's Celebrini or a Bedard type of player. So we need to be patient. For me, I think the Montreal Canadiens right now are at this stage. They need to do like the New York Rangers did and just sign a Panarin type of player. They need to sign a free agent to change. Just think about the powerful forward on the first two lines. You change the whole dynamic of the team next year. And you start Montembeau more often. And every guy's got one more year experience. Then you have something a little better. That's, that's the direction yeah. we need to think. And you know I love Peterson in Vancouver. I know he's not happy there. Hey, try it. Try it. Not, maybe not with the first pick we have this year because that's a very important pick. But whatever happens after, can we can we make an offer sheet? Do we have like? Does it work in the timing? I don't know. I'm not a specialist in numbers and all that. But I would yeah. take my, I would take my pick this year, and I would I would take the risk to to make an offer sheet to Peterson. I would do it. Not a you not a. Yeah, I would try it. I don't care. I don't. I I really don't understand why there's no teams using it more often like you got a guy like peterson Because right they now they don't want it done to them they don't want it done to them that's why the way the canadians they did an offer sheet to sebastian yeah. Aho. They yeah, that wasn't serious him, though. and then carolina stuck it to them and yeah but that wasn't there. that wasn't serious you need an offer sheet that's going to put the other team's salary cap in trouble vancouver has a lot of good players Van montreal it's tough to attract free agents go for it man what is it three first rounder i think you need to give We well, have, all depending on what, all depending on what the amount is. Yeah, I know, but we know the amount is going to be very, very high. So next this year we have two first rounder. Next year we have two first rounder. It's okay. We'll lose. We'll lose one or two or three picks. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Go for it. You're not going to get a. When are you going to get a, a guy like Peterson in Montreal? Let's be honest here, guys. They don't sign here. They don't, and you don't draft guys like Peterson every year. I I would try it. I would not be Elias Peterson, 25 years old, contract up at the end of this season, making $7.35 million. You're going to have to give that guy over $10 million a year. 100%. I wouldn't be shy to do it. You know why? Because you got phenomenal contracts with Caulfield and Suzuki. So it doesn't matter if you overpay one guy. And please, please don't come and tell me the. Oh, yeah, but somebody's going to be paid more than our captain. Who cares? Who cares? Honestly, the cap is going up every year. So everybody's going to make the same money than Suzuki for the next eight years. Doesn't work like that. Well, I love Suzuki, but, you know, and I know they're, he's not he's not Elias Pettersson. Let's be honest here. I mean, no, Elias no, no, Pettersson, uh, 74 yeah, exactly. points in 60 games, 102 a year ago. I mean, let's uh, look. Suzuki is a really good player. He's not Elias Pettersson. He does certain things that Elias Pettersson okay. cannot now, do. Now I want you to think about the lineup because he's a young guy. Think about yeah. the lineup with Peterson. You got a like you got a solid uh, top six. Let's like that's a solid top six. 
Why not? Well, what are we going to do? You got Elias, you got Elias Pedersen. Your team's amazing. Exactly. What are we going to do? We're going to wait, Tony. We're going to hope that there's a team that's going to, a player that's going to sign in Montreal. We know everything that's against a player signing in Montreal. A lot of guys, they don't want to come here. You know why? Because I, I don't want to be disrespectful, but we're not the, the teams, the team that used to win Stanley Cups. We're not the team in the league now that every team, every organization look at and they're like, we need to do what the Canadians are doing. That's not it anymore. Tampa Bay is, is the standards now. Vegas are the standard. That's the team you look up to and you're like, okay, this is how it works in their rank. Look at the dressing room. Look at the way they train their players. Look at the support the young guys have. They win Stanley Cups. We, we need to stop living in the past. Guys don't cry when they're free agents saying, oh, I got to sign in Montreal because of the history. The history was, it stopped in 93. Not stop, but you know what I mean. Like, it's not the yeah, same. Yeah, it, yeah it, it's been on hold since. Hey, listen, you get Elias Pedersen, you know what that means, eh? You could put Kirby Doc on the wing if you wanted to. Exactly. Exactly. And Because you seen- Elias Pedersen becomes your number one centerman. Nick Suzuki becomes your number two centerman. Um, you Alex Newell can become your number three centerman, or you end up putting Elias Pedersen, who can fly. You put him with Newhook and Doc, if you wanted to, or with Slavkowski and Doc, and you can have Newhook with Caulfield and Suzuki, or you can have Suzuki with Caulfield and Slavkowski. Now you've exactly. got a top six, and now you're giving Joshua Roy time to to grow and develop. He's on a third line. And next thing you know, within a year or two, could be in the top six. And honestly, like you're not going to get a guy like that. I'm sorry. If, even if the, the if every player wanted to come here, let's say, it's tough to find a player that makes a hundred points a year. It, like he doesn't do it every year, but he's got the 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 talent level to do it. And then you got Suzuki, like Caulfield, Slavkowski, Doc, and Doc for me on the wing. You can compare. They're not the same type of player, but look at Byfield in LA. Since he plays the wing, he's phenomenal. He uses his, his skating, his big body, goes to the net. He's having an unbelievable season because he doesn't have the pressure to play down low anymore and to waste his energy defending. He's just playing hockey. Yeah, but that you would... know, look, Max, you and I were getting carried away. We're getting all excited here. All of a sudden, I was about to, you know, I was really upset. Now you're starting to get me a little bit excited. This stuff hardly happens, man. It never happens. It, har- it hardly happens. It's hey, why? Because if the again, rule, if, if the afraid, rule is going to do it to them, who cares? If the rule it's is there, like an unwritten rule. You know when the GMs get together at the board of governors meetings and hey, all that stuff. No, it's kind of like don't do it to me. I won't do it to you. Yeah, but Tony, there's still a lot of teams that have done it in the past. Like Shea Weber got an offer sheet from Philly, right? Yes. Kessler got an offer sheet from Philly. The Canadians did one to Aho. Like there's been a lot of this going on. Why be scared? It's your business. He's a good player. Go get him. <laughs> you know, like what? What's the problem? And if they come and get another player, well, go get someone else in in another team. It's part of the rules. You're allowed to do that. That's not illegal. It's written black on white. You, this is what you owe if you pay him over 10 million. Is so many first round picks, and that's a rule. It's because it's legal. So are we scared to make business because, oh, my friend in Vancouver is not going to like me and he's going to try to do it back to me? Th- then you're going to have a great center for 10 years? No, I- I'm sorry, but for me, 
do it. It's not bad business. That's part of the rules. You're allowed. All right. So if you give, if you give 10.725315, the compensation is four first round picks. If you give 10 million. $725,314. The compensation is two first-round picks, a second-round pick, and a third-round pick. So if you give between 8.580 to 10.725,314,000, it's two first-round picks, one second-round pick, and one third-round pick. And if you give over 10.725,315, it's four first-round picks. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, but you like, know I I've even seen give, I've seen on the chat a great comment. Somebody said me. I will give three Mesar for a guy like Peterson. You know, like we always think in our head that we're trading three firsts overall. That's not what's gonna happen there. You know, like it it that doesn't mean the first pick we're gonna have is a game changer. Maybe you're gonna lose one, but at the end of the day you win a great center. Anyway, we all know that's a long shot, but I don't know why we don't use the tool more often like that's a that's important like why not why not doing it and we we also know coming from the media in vancouver that he's not happy didn't like the way the negotiations were going like it, it would have been done a long time ago if he was happy you know like he's a great yeah. player for this franchise the team is doing well they would have solved that problem right away so for me go for it so how much are you giving him i don't care to me I don't care how much we give him because we need to get a player at one point and we need to stop being scared of everything. Like, oh, are we going to overpay? Are we going to lose? Can, can we go for it? Like, we've been basically like playing defense since 93. Like, oh, we're scared to sign someone. We're scared to trade someone. We're like no blockbuster deals. Like, let's go. Like, si let's sign a guy. Like, what's his value in the market? That's it. Let's offer what's the value of a guy that, that makes 100 points. That's it. What are the comparable? And th let's go for that that amount. That's it. It's, it's that simple. You're gonna no. have to give. You're gonna have to give <laughs> seven years, eighty four. Okay, twelve a year. I just one second. Okay. Yeah. Right. Suzuki ne is Nylander's making. Nylander's making eleven and a half. Just to make it simple. Okay. Suzuki yeah. and Caulfield, it's 7.8, basically, like 7.875 and 7.850, okay? Correct. So so what is it? It's 14, it's 15. Let, let's put 16 million for the, 
the two star player right now, right? Right? Yeah. Hey, let let 16. Let's say let's say we sign him for 11 million. You're at 27. You're playing you're paying 9 million for your three top forwards. Am I right? I I'm, I'm yes. not a I'm not the best in math, but Yeah, no, 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 that math works out, but you got yeah, your so stud say, defenseman say, and your first yeah, overall. Wait, wait, wait. If your top three fours are paid nine million average, I think you did a phenomenal job in signing your top guys. Yes. Exactly. So why not go for it? I I can understand that. I can understand that. Tony, you've been in the business for a long time. What are the odds you're going to sign a guy like Peterson as a free agent? Like not him, but like that type of player in his prime. You won't. He won't. You won't. Players are not going to come won't. here as unrestricted free agents. Not when they have a chance to go to the Big Apple. Not when they have a chance to go to Florida. Not when they have a chance to go to Tampa. Not when they have a chance to go to no. Dallas. Not when they have a chance to go in uh, the sun or somewhere else, you know, Los Angeles, whatever. Uh, no, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You're right. It's But it's either you got to trade for them or you got to RFA. Yeah, you can you can you, you can also make an offer. Yeah. What you can do is you can say to Vancouver, you call them up, you say, "Listen, here's the deal, okay? Let's make a deal for Pedersen. No, we don't want to make a deal for Pedersen. Well, I don't want to offer Sheetham. But if you don't want to make a deal with me, I might not have any other choice. Exactly. So listen, if you want to get something in return, let's talk about something. We'll try and you know what? We'll try and give you something fair here. Or else I'm going to hit him with, um, I'm going to hit him with seven years, 85 million. And then you see what they say. I, that's I would that's try a good it. approach, I think. I would try it because we're going to be stuck in the same, same thing for a lot of years. Unless, what I can see, unless we draft well in the next few years and the team is attractive for one guy is like, Oh, if I get the chance to play with Suzuki, that's going to be great for my career. Maybe, but hey, he always been tough. What, who's the last free agent that we've signed in Montreal that was dominant? Well, one season, Radulov. Yeah. One season. That's And the he last... wasn't Elias Pettersson. He was not Elias No, no, Pettersson. but my point is, when's, when is the last time we had a game-changer That he signed for long long term as a free agent in Montreal, and we're like, yeah, this guy's going to ch finally change it. That doesn't happen. That yeah. doesn't happen. I I I think, and not only for the Canadians, but I think that the Canadian market, not all of them, but like places like Winnipeg and all that, they need to do that to survive. Obviously, Montreal is always going to survive, but you 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 have no choice and. I see someone saying I'm delusional. Sorry, that, that has been done before, and that's part of the, yeah. the, of the rules. Use when, it. Uh, when Bob Ganey was GM and he made that uh, trade for Scott Gomez, of course, then the next day, I think, or two days later, he went on that one-day shopping spree, spree and he signed uh, Brian Jonta. He signed Mike Camilleri. Uh, Camilleri uh, played well here. Yeah. Uh, then they, um, you know, they acquired um, Alex Kovalev in a trade. Yeah, uh, they acquired Alex Kovalev in a trade, and then he was here for a couple of years. And then, but his contract was up. He ended up re uh, he ended up signing with Ottawa. Remember that? Yeah, exactly. That's the last time we had like, and obviously that was a good time. Like I think the when Camilleri and all those guys came, you can see what it does when you sign good players. But I don't think they were in their in their prime. You know, like like a guy like Peterson. 
Uh, Alex Kovalev, Alex Kovalev, Alex Kovalev. Um, he was with the Canadians one year, acquired him. Then 0405 was the uh, lockout, uh, I think. And then uh, 0506, 0607, 07, 08, 08, 09. And uh, then he ended up going to the Ottawa Center. So um, I think they, so they make a trade for him, but I think his contract was up at one point. And I think he resigned with the Canadians for a couple of years. But then it was after that contract was up that he didn't resign again with the Canadians. Uh, what do you think of Jordan Harris? Offensive instincts. Yeah, he played a great game tonight. Good skater. Uh, I think he's one of the guys that were uh, were so focused on the big names like Gouley, Jackye, like uh, Hudson in the NCAA and Mayu. I think we kind of forget about him. He's a. I, I remember the old management. They were very, very excited about having this guy on the team at one point. You remember that, Tony? Like they yeah. were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, yeah. This guy is legit, and I, I think he's a good player. Like. Is he going to be a number one D? No, but I think he's he's great depth. Like I think he's he's a good skater. He's sound defensively. I think he's I think he's got a good shot. Like he's never going to do anything flashy, but I think on the, in the long term, he's he's a guy that's going to play sound hockey for you. And you know, I remember when I was playing for Ken Hitchcock, like he loved guys that were playing high percentage hockey games. And I think in a few years, this is exactly the type of D he's going to be. That guy that you don't really see all game, but he does a great first pass. He's skating well to recover on mistakes. Quiet kid, very smart. Like I have, I don't want, I don't want to be rushed to trade that guy or to make to to make him disappear from the the prospect list. You know, let's we have time right now. Let's give him ice time. He had injuries. He have he had a few things this year going on. I want to see him next year. Like I, there's no rush for me to to trade him unless obviously it's a great offer, but. I want to see him play a little more. I think I think he's a good skater. And remember the comments. I know I know yeah. we had a, a long chat, but remember the comments from Chris Latang. Like, I think obviously every everyone sees the game differently, but differently. But I want to see. Him. Hello, did we lose Max? No, I'm right here. No, uh, remind me of that comment from Chris Latang. He compared Jordan Harris to to himself. He said, "When I started My in God. the league, like I, this is who I see, like because he's skating with the Canadians in the summer, right? Yeah, and he was saying, like, yeah, like he reminds me of me when I started in the league. Good skater, smart offensively. He says he even told us he said people don't even see it yet, but that's what I, I'm seeing in, in this defenseman. Okay, time out here. I, wow, I don't, I don't agree on good percent with Chris. I don't think he's going to become Chris Letang, who's a, <laughs> he's yeah. a Hall of Famer, you know, but." I still think he's a good defenseman. Good depth. Like he's a, he's going to be a good five, four, five, six. Like we need those type of guys in the in the hockey teams. You know, like guys that can accept yeah. their roles. Like the, he's never going to complain because he doesn't have the ice time he deserves. Like those those are good teammates. You need that. It's not always all about the the superstars. There there's people that are quiet in the dressing room and they do their little jobs, and that's what you need to win. For whatever reason, people are bringing up Kent Janssen of um, the Columbus Blue Jackets and asking about him. What's sent, what's Columbus sent is minors, one of the right? worst. Yeah, yeah, Columbus is one of the worst teams in the National Hockey League. Um, he's a 21-year-old with a heck of a lot of talent who can play center and can play left wing. He's on an entry-level contract. Mm -hmm. Why would they want to trade this player? 
No idea. I don't think. Uh, obviously, that's what from reading in the newspaper and all that. But I don't think he was too happy when he got sent down. I think there was a lot of well, going on. Down. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I think a lot of kids now. That's the word they're they're thinking. They want to be in the NHL right away if they're on the on a bad team. You know, they think they deserve a spot right away. That's normal. Mm -hmm. I think I think Columbus not going to give that guy for free. He's a really good player and he's a good young guy. They just changed the management, you know, like they're going to be patient. Like there's a new staff that's going to come in place. He's going to new GM is going to analyze the whole situation. So that's that's going to take two, three years. Like he's not just going to come and get rid of young guys when they're a market that needs to rebuild in a certain way, you know? Yeah, no, I don't I don't think, um, you know, I don't think you're going to be able to have that player. Um you know, up and down from the American Hockey League or from Cleveland, they're once again they're just trying to help him develop his game, and they got a bunch of kids right there. Well, they have, well, they have, they're, they're they got Chinnikov, I think that they brought up. Whatever they have, uh, Marchenko, they have a couple, and, and you know, it's a losing environment right now in Columbus, and sometimes you don't want your young players, young prospects around that kind of environment, anyway. So you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, Tanner Pearson, I mean, I guess the only good thing about him scoring is that. Um, for him anyway, is his contract's up at the end of the year, and this guy's not going to be back with the Montreal Canadiens, and he's probably looking for a place where he can go and he can get picked up before the deadline, which, once again, is on Friday, March 8th. You know what, Tony? You're not going to get much for him. Like, that's going to be pure fourth line depth. Like, I, I don't know what we can get for a guy like this, but, you know, he's, what is he making, 3.2 this year? So the, the good news is there's going to be 3.2 <laughs> available on the salary cap next year. And hey, good for him. If he can play good hockey until March 8th and get traded in a contender, why not? Like, you know, like maybe a team like L.A., but he's, he, where he won the cup. But why, why would a team take this contract right now, like 3.2? for uh, Armia, one year left on his deal. After this year at $3.4 million. Do you think anyone in the national look, everyone knows that Armia shows up when he wants to and stuff like, but do you think anyone looks at him and says, okay, playing on a bad team out of all the guys who are plus minus, he's probably, uh, he's got, you know, one of the better plus minuses on the team. He's on the ice in the final minute tonight with an empty net. So it goes to show us, uh, you know, a trust factor by St. Louis. He plays the penalty kill, even though the penalty kill has got a terrible percentage, by the way. But it does show a trust factor, again, from the coaching staff. You think any team will say, we'll go out and pick him up, knowing that they got to pay this guy 3.4 next year? You know what? That that might be the most complicated situation. Because this guy, when he's on, he's a great player. Like, he's not just a fourth liner. He's he's a great player with a lot of skills, great shot, good size. But great when he's word, Max. Huh? No, no, no. He's he a very a no. He's a very good hockey player, Tony. He's just when he's off. Yes. Oh my, he's off. Like he's not just like having an average game. He's when he yeah. decides he's not playing tonight, he's not playing. But you know, he's the type of guy you can move around the the lineup. You can put him on the first line as the, if they're struggling. You can put him on the fourth line, on the third line. He's good defensively. You can PK. You know, like I don't know if if a team is gonna take the risk though. Not not just for next year, but can you afford to put this guy in the lineup if you don't know if he's going to compete? That being said, would he compete every night if he's playing for a contender? Like, if you put him in a great team, is he going to compete every night? I I don't think so. 
You don't think so? I don't think like, so. No, I just think he's that's that's his makeup. That's what he is. He he plays one in every five, and uh, you put him on a contender, he might play one in every any four. Like I don't, I don't. Pride, but, Max. You but have that, it or you don't. That being said, I think when you're arriving a new team and you know you get a chance to win the cup, that could change your attitude for two months. You know, you're always going to come back to who you are at one point. But I think for for a playoff ride, sometimes you just get catch up with the the emotion and you you want to follow the new group and impress your new teammates and all that. Maybe maybe you have a good ride for a few months. But I don't know. That's it's for he'll, me. He'll, it's he'll, a risky he'll move. have a big year next year. He'll have a big year next year because he's going to try and get himself a three year deal at seven and a half million or whatever it is. You know, yeah. two and a half million per season, three years, seven and a half million. Cha-ching, 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 added to what he was making the last couple of years. Cha-ching, 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 and away para yeah. All right, okay. Um, <laughs> what did you make of um, Caulfield's game tonight? seemed to me that he wasn't very um, visible tonight. I mean, we saw, we saw Suzuki. Um, Caulfield, not as much. Slavkowski, we talked about it. It's been average over the past couple of games, a couple of bad penalties, not shooting the puck the same way. But what do you think of uh, Caulfield? I mean, one shot tonight, that's it. So, you know, like that's that's this time of the year, guys, when they're not on top of their games, like with the passion and emotion. Like I think he had some good, a few good shifts where he was skating and all that, but Hey, Tony, I think that's what we're going to see until the end of the year. You never know what to expect from any players. I think Suzuki's is acting like a veteran. He's acting like a pro, like a real leader. Yeah. Like he, He's trying to play good games every night. But, I mean... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So, Caulfield is a different situation than any other player on his line because he cannot really do anything else, you know? Like Suzuki can be good on draws defensively, mm -hmm. can be good hanging on to the puck. Slavkowski can decide to hit bodies, go to the net. What is Caulfield mm -hmm. going to do if he doesn't get the puck and doesn't have the chance to shoot? You know, he's not going to go hit and hurt and like, you know, he's not going to go to to the net. He's not going to trash talk. He's not. His game is to shoot the puck. So if he doesn't get the puck, you won't see him. That's it. He's a good skater, but. Right now we're having a tough time too. We're stuck in our zone. He's a guy with yep. speed. He's a guy with speed that needs to get the puck when he's full speed. The puck didn't come tonight from RDs, and it's normal. No. They, they were under pressure and all that. So he's a little bit. It depends a lot on how well his teammates are playing to have success. Did you ever have shoulder surgery like him? No. no. You didn't, eh? 
I had a few uh, few teammates that had it. That I think now like the staffers are the staffs are so good. Like I don't think that bothers him. Like he was playing well. Nobody talked about his shoulder when the line was scoring every game. No, no. But He's, do you think? Do you do you consider him a perimeter player? And if so, do you think he'll stay that way? Because uh, the guy they call the snake, I call Userpent, Simo, the snake, Boisvert, says that for him, Caulfield's a perimeter player. And I said, well, there's a lot of players. You know, Max Pacioretty made a pretty nice career being a perimeter player, led the Montreal Canadiens in scoring, I don't know how many times, 30, 33, 35, 37, 39 goals. He sees Caulfield that way. I believe after this season, shoulder gets a little bit stronger, Maybe not next year because the Canadians still won't be able to take the next step or the next couple of steps. But a couple of years from now, the Montreal Canadiens are a competitive team. I think Caulfield will go to some of those traffic areas. I'm not going to compare him to Dino Cicerelli, who had a lot of bite in him. But Cicerelli would park himself in front of the goalie despite not being a big guy. I think Caulfield might be able to do it just it were a couple of years away. Well, I, I'll have to agree with the with Snake on that one. I I don't think he will be that guy going in front of the net. No, I I do think though that he's a good passer. I think he sees the the ice well. I think he's got more than just a good shot. I think he's got speed. He's quick. He's agile on the ice. I think if he works on his defensive aspects of the game, he's gonna he's gonna be a good veteran on the team. He's, I don't think he's Phil Kessel, you know, like he's not a cheater that always yeah. gonna just. He's a good hockey player, but if he doesn't score goals, man, he doesn't have much impact on the game, you know, like, like he, he and and ask Guillaume, like uh, Guillaume was a goal scorer, right? Ask anyone, yes. Ask Ask Ovechkin right now. He's missing Backstrom and Kuznetsov big time. I'm sorry, but he needs somebody of to course. like you. If you're a goal scorer, you need a passer. These guys are special. These guys scores they score goals and it's rare to find players like that. But you need a passer. You need if they get open, they cannot go get the puck and go in front of the net and screen the goalie. They need to get open in a certain area in the zone. So that means you need somebody to get the puck and you need somebody to pass the puck, which was exactly what they were doing when they were they were hot. You had Slavkowski getting the puck, he was going to the net after, and Suzuki was passing the puck to Caulfield. That's how it's supposed to be played when you get a sniper. Think about any goal scorer in the, the sto- history of the NHL. They had somebody passing the puck. Hey, what do you make of this um, Brady Kachuk being on the block? Well, if that rumor is true, I, that's a major mistake from the Ottawa Senators. You you don't find players like that anywhere. <laughs> you know, like why? Why would they do that? They want to. They want to keep all the other softies, like the, the the people that don't show up. That's what they want to keep. Why? Just look at. They should look at their defensemen instead. They have like four guys that are doing the same job: Sanderson, Shabbat, Chikrin, if that's the way to to pronounce it, and uh, Chikrin, yeah, Chikrin, yeah, Chikrin, right. And there's another like small defenseman. Like they they all play the same way. Hey, if you trade Brady Kerchuk. One of the biggest mistakes from this organization, for sure, in my opinion. And this this coming from Ryan Whitney, of course, is part of spitting chiclets. Um, and so, you know, could be, could be, could be that, um, um, well, you know, he's tired of them losing, and that's a good thing, uh, that he's tired of them losing. And um, 
<laughs> Maybe they, there's something coming from him. I don't why, know. Why would you trade this guy when you could get something good at the trade deadline for guys like Tarasenko, like maybe Shabbat? You know, like you 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 got enough there to go get picks and get young guys. Like you don't trade character, Tony. We made the mistake in Montreal not to draft him. You don't trade yeah. character. No, character, toughness. He's young still too, right? He's hey, 24 years old. The guy scores goals. He fights. He's got grit. He's a leader. He wants to win. You can see that he cannot stand losing, even if he's losing games. Just get a team around him. You know, like I, it, you cannot blame one guy, and that's the, your hardest worker when you're losing. But just look at the organization first. Look what happened, like in the last few years. Like whatever it's for the rink, whatever is the management, whatever is the coaches they've picked. Just you know, solve the. Solve what, what's going on off the ice. Then take care of your dressing room, but don't take care of heart, man. If you have heart, don't like you cannot get rid of that. Impossible. Not a chance. If I was the Florida Panthers, if I was any team, I'd be very interested in that player, obviously. But I'm the Florida Panthers. But then again, I mean, they're first in the National Hockey League without him. How about uh, Brady Kachuk for Elias Pettersson? Well, that's... Uh... That's a Lies, Lies Pedersen's a better player. I don't know, man. He's a good, yeah, he's got more skills and all that. But well, we and, can make the argument that Brady Kachuk could be a better playoff player, man. In we the playoffs, make, I, I, cannot, yeah. I cannot wait to see that guy in the playoff, but I don't know. I, I, I will believe it when I see it because that's for me, that's impossible. I don't see unless there's something I don't know about this kid in the dressing room and he's like, I don't know him personally, but I don't see how you, you get rid of a player like that. No okay, way. but let me ask you this. The Vancouver Canucks give you a call and they offer you Elias Pettersson for Brady Kachuk. You're Ottawa. What do you say? I, I, that's a tough one. I, I, I know what you're worried about. You're worried about the fact that Ottawa has a lot of skilled players, but they don't have anyone who can do, who's got the makeup of Kachuk. Yeah, exactly. That, I think that's the problem in Ottawa. Every single guy is a very talented player, but you need sandpaper. Like, you need guys that... You know, like in Vancouver, what's working right now is like the guys like JT Miller. You know, they go to the net, they do their job, they're they're gritty. They they, they have that's why they have success. Same in Boston, you know, like guys like Marchand, they had success because they're they play like the two games, the skill game and the sandpaper game. So Peterson is he a great player? Yes, but it's exactly the opposite of what the Ottawa Senators need. <laughs> and then they would they would get rid of a guy like Kachuk. No, I don't I don't believe it. I hear you. Uh, Rick Tockett for sure would like to have him on his team. That I could tell you. 100%. Probably with the, okay. probably friend with the, the old guy and the, the, he loves this type of player. That's for sure he would love that. 100%. Could you imagine having Elias Pettersson, Tim Stutzla, Shane Pinto, and Josh Norris at center? It can't be. Like, it just it wouldn't, you know. I think they would be in the same position long term. I think they need... They need uh and then that how do you say that they need they need to be structure line by line you cannot have four first line that doesn't work you. you need guys that play on the pk you need guys that hit guys you need guys that fight you need guys that take faceoffs you need guys that score goals right now they they have every single guy in the lineup wants to play on the first line this is a problem to me you need you need guys that accept their roles you need guys that can go get the puck in a corner Like just just think about the structure of the Slavkovsky Suzuki Caulfield line, 
when they were yeah. doing I'm coming back to, to to them a lot but when they were playing well everybody was accepting their role Shafkowski mm -hmm. was playing his role Suzuki his role in in Ottawa everyone everyone wants to score goals they're not yeah, they all want to do their thing same, same well, thing in, a hey, bunch of individuals same thing in Buffalo same thing in yeah. Buffalo you know you need a team Tony No, no, I, I hear you. Uh, they weren't able to get that whole team concept, and a lot of guys are thinking about themselves, losing mentality for one year, five years, ten years, and then all of a sudden when that happens, what are you doing? You're just thinking about your individual stats and nothing else matters, right? Exactly. All right, okay. Um, Canadians in Florida on uh, Thursday night, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll obviously be watching that. My guest tomorrow night, by the way, for those wondering, is going to be Craig Button. TSN hockey analyst and director of scouting. He's Maxim Lapierre of La Poche Bleu. Uh, La Poche Bleu goes what? Uh, tomorrow night? No, Thursday morning this week. That's it. We're trying a little, uh, little show in the morning. Thursday morning. Thursday morning. At what yeah. time? Uh, 7 to 8.30. We're try we want to try to talk about hockey with a coffee. We have a few special guests coming. One, uh, one you yeah. guys really like. Yeah. I look forward to finding out about the show. So you're trying Thursday morning. Wow. Yeah, exactly. You couldn't pay me. You know what? I, I wish you all the best. You couldn't pay me enough to wake up at that time. <laughs> so whoever's going to join you, you better. Six, six, I did, uh, six every morning here. Six a.m. I did morning radio for two and a half years. And yeah. uh, I found like it took like 10 years off of my life. But if you're a morning person, yeah, maybe you're it. a morning person. Yeah. You're your early riser. Yeah, 6 a.m. every morning. 6 a.m. every morning you wake up? Yeah. And what do you do? What's your ritual? I just take care of the kids. Just look at the All news. Right. Then I go I go to the office. I just like, get, I go to La Poche Bleu, drink a coffee, work on projects, play pickleball. I do everything, Tony. Oh, you play pickleball. I haven't yeah. played yet. I haven't played yet. All People, right. listen to me. You need to play pickleball. It's unbelievable. <laughs> It's fun, eh? It looks yeah. fun. Yeah. We play It looks uh, really fun. Like a couple um ex-players like we we play two against two and it's it's a lot of fun. That's the most fun and I've you, had playing a new sport in a while. And you put a few bucks on the line. No. No, just a few calories. <laughs> so I'll tell you this. I don't want to bore you but I'll I'll say this, all right? Um uh, You know, the one thing that was my favorite pastime was obviously going to watch my kids' soccer games. And with one of them in Portugal, obviously, I can't watch too many games. My newest passion, my newest pastime, besides sports and doing what we do, so you're doing pickleball? Yep. For me, is Texas Hold'em. I'm into the whole Texas Hold'em now, but not only, like, just, you know, not that I... I, I watch it now. I study it. I watch it on YouTube. I'm, uh, I'm into it. I play it on my phone now. Uh, I, I think it's it's very strategic game, and it helps exercise the mind. And uh, I don't exercise that too much, so I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying I'll it. I'll play against you one day. Thanks for your money in advance. All right, you're very welcome. <laughs> you know, the more I give to you, the less I have to give to my wife. It's all good. <laughs> have a good night, bud. Max. Uh, <laughs> some of the comments you can yeah. read them. Um, yeah. um, a lot of people really appreciate. Um, your your thoughts, your opinions, you coming on. They like your uh, they like your ideas. They like your vibe. They like your attitude. So thanks for being a real good contributor to the yeah, Sick thanks, Podcast. Thanks, I appreciate for, it. thanks to everyone. Always a pleasure. So let's keep going. Uh, merci beaucoup, mon ami. Bye bye. Okay, on se parle plus tard. All right, there you have it, Maxim Lapierre.
uh, former Montreal Canadian of La Poche Bleu. All right, okay. Uh, there you go. Tony is 20 years too late. Is that for what exactly? Uh, is that for uh, Texas Hold'em? No, it's never too late for Texas Hold'em. I don't know what I'm 22 years too late for, but anyway. Uh, okay. Um, I want to thank, once again, um, uh, Energy Transportation Group. I want to thank Labitta TB. I want to thank Playground. And I want to thank Accent Insurance Solutions. I also want to thank all of you for watching and listening. All of you on YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and Twitter Live. Uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple if you can. It's our way, really, of feeling the love. We very much appreciate that. If you like the show tonight, like it, share it with your friends. Comment sick, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K. We'll be back tomorrow night, same time, same place, 10 p.m. This time, once again, with Craig Button of TSN. For Agnello, Sammy, Juliana, Master Control, they are Cavallaro. I'm Tony Marinaro. I can't believe they started Montembeau tonight. I can't believe they won that game. And I can't believe people were singing Ole, 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 Ale, Montreal, and Bleu Blanc Rouge. Actually, I can't believe it. I actually had this dream last night. It felt like more of a nightmare. Tonight was another nightmare. Two points further from a better pick. I hope you're happy, Montreal. I think that was a dumb move. Good night. Talk to you tomorrow. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination.